Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good buddies Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. And this time around we are debating and deliberating the greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. Jeff. Jeff, is that me? That's me. Oh my gosh. What are you doing? Hey, I traveled back in time. What to like 20 seconds before you were before? That's right. Why'd you travel back? To tell you the topic of this episode. What is it? I don't know. Ask Michael. It was his idea. Uh, the Mount Rushmore. Uh, Jeff's. What? What? Thank you. <laughs> the Mount Rushmore of traveling back in time. Are there any caveats? Hey, good question, Jeff. <laughs> there are caveats to this. Um, caveat number one. Uh, you're not coming back. This isn't like you're traveling back in time. You're going to mess around with things, then you travel back to the future, and then you're like, oh, let's see what happened. You are wherever you are from your age now for the rest of your life. Wow. Bummer, huh? Yeah. Or maybe it's cool. I don't know. Okay. Uh, number two, you can bring like a standard size backpack full of whatever you want. You don't have to go back uh, apps, you know, empty-handed, um, but it's not like... I wouldn't say that like you have like a lifetime pr to prepare for this too, so it's not like you can like learn ancient Phoenician, and then that's gonna. I mean, you know, conversational. Phoenician. Yeah, yeah. You, you can. Yeah, whatever you can scribble down on like a little. Where like, is the like subway? Two by two uh, uh, post-it <laughs> yeah. of Phoenician. You know, if you if you draw like the yeah. what, like an eye and then like a, right. a bird looking left and then a turtle looking upside down. I will blot out the sun. That's all I know how to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to That's know. All I need. And then, um, what was the uh, what was the third caveat? The location. Oh yeah, uh, you uh, you can pick a location. Yeah, it's not like you're traveling back, you know, a million years, and then it's like, oh, now you're in the ocean. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Who cares? Like, oh okay. That's yeah. not fun. Yeah. Uh, and gotcha, gotcha. Time travel politics is no fun. Yeah. But um, I thought about this because I've been listening to um, some. A couple of different things. I've been listening to a history podcast recently, and um, well, that's on you, dude. That's on me. <laughs> and uh, a few months ago, I watched like a PBS documentary, a history documentary that was pretty like interesting and also is he pretty bragging. This is a real humble. No, no, pretty, <laughs> pretty. I watch PBS. <laughs> pretty depressing, actually. And then also I was reading um, a Sandman comic book, and uh, in one of the issues, uh, the titular Sandman. Um, meets a guy every hundred years and he kind of goes through his um he kind of talks about his exploits over the last hundred years and how he didn't die and some of these hundreds of years of living have been awful for him even though he's kind of ultimately um infinitely lived but um i just thought uh, the idea of living in the past is interesting but what would you do with it or what would what would you see? What would you try to change? What is interesting about living in the past? I know, uh, I don't know. I think yeah. we all fantasize about it in some way or another. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Michael chose it. Hey, Jeff, go in there and get me a beer. I can't wave. believe we got to have two Jeffs here. <laughs> I know. Do we have to pay them both <laughs> scale? Right. <laughs> Why can't one of them be funny or more knowledgeable? Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to go make out with your wife. It's your wife, dude. Okay. Richard, you start. All right. So my first choice um, is uh, 1609, be it Stratford-upon-Avon. Uh, okay. And I would go see the premiere of Hamlet. Oh, awesome. Because from what I understand, few few reasons for this. First off, from what I understand. Would you ruin the ending for everybody? I would just shut there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Alas, <laughs> poor York. I knew him well. <laughs> Just shout out. All, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a man of infinite jazz. Good novel title. <laughs> That's actually a dude in a dress. <laughs> no, I a couple of things. I mean, for one thing, from my understanding, is the crowds at Shakespeare plays were fucking lit. <laughs> right? The groundlings. They it was it was like It was like Manny Ramirez hitting a home run in his <laughs> first at Dodger at Stadium. Yeah. yeah, it was like Puig Bania or something <laughs> like that. No, it was it was very much there was a lot of the audience was as much a part of going to the performance as the actual oh. performance itself. Um, very raucous, lively crowd. So I would love to see what that was like, seeing a play in that time versus this kind of hermetically sealed, you know, you see Shakespeare oh, yeah. today, and it's all very, you feel like you're watching, a, you know, it's a time, they, they want it to be a time capsule in min, many of these performances. And I would like to see what it was really like back then. Because I imagine it was a lot more, a lot less mundane and a lot more exciting than it probably is portrayed as today. Yeah. The other thing is, I think I could be a pretty good theater critic <laughs> <laughs> if all I had to do was review Shakespeare. It doth suck. <laughs> well, you can go one or two ways. You go the easy way, which is, guess what? Another Shakespeare play. Turns out it's really good. <laughs> or you could be the guy who's like a Kit Marlowe fan who's like sitting there... You talk, yeah, you said you talk, suck it. Yeah, <laughs> suck mech, mech boring. <laughs> and you could go down his history as the one theater critic who hated Shakespeare, <laughs> like Shakespeare's number one enemy. Yeah, that seems pretty cool to be Shakespeare's number one enemy. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's about so that? funny. That's pretty awesome. Okay, uh, okay. Oh, uh, you came out swinging. Going, what a, going what a, back in time <laughs> to be not just to be a theater critic. A theater critic. What would you, uh, here's a here's a question. How would you sit through that four and a half hours on like just some really hard wooden bench when you've grown accustomed to <laughs> that's true uh, easy chairs? Because you know part of part of this time travel backwards is you are. Um, would you just, I guess, put a cushion in your backpack? That's exactly a blanket <laughs> or something like that. Also, I understand there's mead <laughs> at these things. So I love that there al- you go. alternately you're talking about how kick-ass the crowd is and how it's like kind of going to a party or like a concert or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it feels like that, yeah. But then, and I can't wait to shit on it afterwards. Well, like <laughs> I said, I could, I could go the easy route and just be like, Shakespeare's awesome. Shakespeare's awesome. Guess what? Shakespeare did it again. Doth it again. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Doth, yeah. Doth, doth <laughs> done it again. <laughs> the Stratford Gazette <laughs> headline. Yeah. The enter- the let let me turn section. to the entertainment section. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do appreciate that, that <laughs> there is an aspect of you just continuing your career as like a writer or or like um when you used to do like write-ups for um Oh, what was the sports funny? And what was the f- yeah sports and what was the funny car stuff that you used to do uh, uh, reporting on? Oh, sprint cars. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that that you, partially your career is still going on. Now, does yeah, Shakespeare like know this? Like you, you described being a, his a critic of the plays. Do you are you in his circle? Are you hanging out at the Queen Anne with a bottle of you know uh, port saying? <laughs> Billy, Billy, hey, it's okay. We all write a we flop sometimes. Yeah. Hamlet, <laughs> hey, you sure about that one? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine there would be some sort of intermingling. Yeah. I think the theater people all kind of like uh-huh. hang out together. 
yeah. back then as much as they do today. I mean, the ch- fact that I probably wouldn't understand most of what anyone is saying because yeah. English back then sounded nothing like English yeah. to today. And I would, yeah. everyone would look at me like I'm some sort of freak, but yeah. you know, get beyond that. Yeah, when you start, you start out, like, the, the review of Hamlet would, like, dude, it blows. It blows. People would be like, blows what? <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that uh, the, the immortal bard is sitting at the end of, like, the his little theater box, and he looks over and goes, oh, Richard of Manfredi is here. The Duke of Manfredi is here. <laughs> the Duke of, first of all, where doth he come with these Cargo shorts. <laughs> I know not of this apparel. <laughs> you, you shall see at his legs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So Richard uh, uh, and 1609, and in Stratford at the Globe. Uh, Michael, where do you where do you drop down? Okay. This might be a boring one, but that's why I'm putting it number one. But you got to go back in time and kill Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Could not joke, <laughs> uh, but you you can't do it as like here's the thing you can't do it as a baby, right? Okay. Like there's still something moralistically wrong about killing like a baby Hitler. But what about a toddler? Uh, well, if he's anything like my toddler, then, <laughs> um, no. You, I, I think that you have to wait till some of the ideology is like baked in, so it's morally justifiable. So you wait till like after the war, 1919. When you can get him right before he starts really getting into it. So he, not he's, when he's painting a still life of uh, apple and banana yeah. at art school. Yeah, you don't need... <laughs> okay. Because then you're just killing some hapless artist. Yeah. But now he's on his path. And that way, around that same time, you can take out Himmler. You can take out Goebbels. Okay. You can take out Goring. Like, just start going down the list of, like, trying to get rid of all of... Because ultimately, you think, you know, there is this beginning of this horrible nazi party Mm -hmm. and if one person falls away maybe someone else fills the vacuum and something still rises obviously he's this crazy cult of personality person that um helped you know his ideologies and his personal struggle really balloon this thing into this horrific thing that it became but you start taking out the other ones that you know are also going to feed into this that you know are going to become power players too mm-hmm. then you're then you're talking i would travel back in time i'd have eh, put a bomb back there a gun <laughs> with lots of bullets and um a little german dictionary a little travel dictionary okay just you know or maybe maybe go back a year early and you start studying yeah you start figuring it out some right. you know because you, you gotta give yourself some time if you're really gonna take mm-hmm. out one of the world's most recent evil people i think it would also make sense to wait until he has shown himself, well, ha- if you do it before, like he'll have been out of jail. Would, would it, it be after World War One? This is after World War One, okay. so he's been in the army, and so he's everyone in Germany is in that kind of post. Uh, oh, this is uh, uh, you know the the Weimar Republic is yeah. Uh, so he'll have gone capitulated to the Jews and foreigners okay. and all this. You know, yeah. all, all this the stuff is starting to really bake in, and it start. He's or he's already down that path, and he's starting to join with the National Socialists. Okay, but you're still killing a guy that went to jail was a criminal by all rights versus yeah. He hasn't quite like they haven't quite done like like the um, what is it the the 
the beer hall putsch. Put, yeah. He hasn't. Yeah. They haven't yeah. quite done okay. that in like the nineteen. Sometime in the mid twenties. But you just got to get him before he's able to write that yeah. fucking book. Because you killed an innocent guy, then you're just gonna get killed too. You're just gonna go because. But you you can't go back forward. So you gotta. Yeah. Go. Do you think that you can do this and not get caught? Well, there's the thing. Uh, I think a lot of time travel, and I put a lot of thought into this, is very personal and very egotistical. You're going back and doing. If you're doing. If you're committing this an act, you are importing yourself on it, especially knowing you can't go back. So it's very, you're doing it for yourself, but you're also doing it for the future. You don't know what the future is going to turn into, but in theory, you're taking out something that you know could possibly be. I mean, maybe it could be even worse in the future, but yeah, whatever. Presuming. If, if you get killed in that moment, at least you're dying knowing, oh, at least I've tried to enact that change but if, it's very egotistic if you've narcissistic I if you say. have solved time travel yeah and you are a middling to pre- okay scientist we haven't quite solved it you've you've solved it one way one you way fi- okay fi- okay you're waiting for someone else to you can go you as huey end. lewis would say yeah back in time uh there's a hundred other st- people standing there oh trying perched <laughs> trying to kill Hitler. <laughs> I think if, by this if you, literally if you take a number. If you, two, yeah. if you two are standing next to me back there and like, yeah, we're doing it too. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Let's do, a, let's do a, a radio show about doing this. And I imagine by this, by the time he is of maturity, maybe 40, Hitler is so used to people trying to kill him mm. by because a hundred of people a day are trying to kill this guy, right? He's not quite that old yet, I don't think. But Okay. But you don't think if the time travel was something that everybody had access to, that's everybody's first stop. That's the tourist yeah, destination. Yeah, that's why I put it at number one. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, everyone, okay. it's everyone's okay. um, potential time traveling. I get to murder somebody, and it's not, and it's actually a good thing. Fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, Richard, what's your second? Uh, my second one, suggested by my wife, was to go back to the late 1800s and uh, become a uh, <laughs> baseball pitcher. Or some sort of oh, baseball awesome. player. Oh, that's <laughs> Just funny. In the dead ball era. Um, because, as she pointed out, really, that's your best bet to be like a professional athlete, <laughs> is to go back to when everybody was like five foot five and kind of out of shape. <laughs> and they were throwing the ball. They just barely progressed from throwing the ball soft and underhanded hmm. when they first started to realize, wait, if we throw it overhand, we could throw it faster. Yeah. And that's actually harder to hit so you see i think if i took like a about a year just to prep and just worked on even a shitty curveball yeah or a shitty breaking ball or a shitty slider it would it would just they wouldn't know well, what they, to do with it they would be like it'd, it'd be like the bugs bunny like strike one <laughs> take two take three you're out they, they'd run you out of town for being a warlock for like whatever you're doing with your hands at least putting a curse on the ball the ball's not allowed to do that thing I would like to that see. Zooks. I would like to see if that would lead to some sort of rule that said like you can't throw like any pitch that moves or breaks or curves mm-hmm. because this one guy came along and fucking ruined <laughs> baseball for everybody. Well, don't you think that was how it appeared the first time we saw something like that? Anyway, do you yeah. Think somebody, what the hell? And then what do you just do with that thing? How yeah. do you make that happen? Oh, you just did it earlier though. Yeah, just do it. But I, I, I think that there was a natural progression that led up to split-fingered fastball or whatever. Um, I think if you just kind of pull it out of nowhere, mm-hmm. it becomes 
shocking. I do. I okay. do appreciate a 44, 45 year old pitcher yeah. just starting in the big yeah. leagues and just being like, "This is just what we're doing." Yeah. Sure. How is, how's your hitting? Because you had to. You also had to not only pitch nine innings, but you probably had to hit oh, too. Oh, I'll just bunt a lot. Okay. Everyone <laughs> bunted. Just, ever, just, just so. again, everyone else is lobbing like like forty mile per hour, like uh, like uh, lollipops over the plate. So I think I could I could hit. I think I could do that about as well as I could a rec league softball mm-hmm. league. So I would love yeah. that you also tell them about artificial turf and cocaine. Yes. Like, and they say, well, we know the second one. The second one, <laughs> yes, of course, obviously. We're all doing it. What are we, fools? Oh, how funny. But the first way out, I, I, I can't uh-huh. get an artificial, I can't get an aluminum bat into my backpack as Michael has. Yeah. But I, oh. can't, but I can't get a glove that is three times the size of those little, like, pissant things that they were using for gloves yeah. back in the day i would like to see how that would go would you bring bit. like a, a jar of like sticky stuff like oh, whatever yeah, like spider stuff. tack or whatever they're whatever they're doing now or just oh yeah how you can doctor it up oh yeah well even though i imagine back then they were they had every type of spitball and yeah then newspaper in the glove sandpaper in the glove and god knows what else so would you also try to go back and just be like listen this Cleveland Indians thing is going to last 127 <laughs> years. Um, just change it now. Just you're going to change it. Yeah, you just 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 do it. Now you guys had it right with the spiders. With spiders. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to that. Okay, that's a fun one. Uh, so uh, maybe Michael's death tour, homicide tour of history will yeah, who continue. You, who are you killing next? Santa I, Claus. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, 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 10-22, Santa Claus, the North Pole. I'm murdering that fat man before anything, before we, let's let's reclaim December 25th back. Getting it back. Before for the he ruins it. Before he ruins it. Uh, no, uh, 1789, Philadelphia. Going back in time to talk to the founding fathers. With a history book. Yeah, I briefly, briefly had that one yeah. on my list. I took it to, off. To be yeah. like, listen, the original sin of this country, you are going to regret it. If not you, it will be regretted for um, not ending slavery then and there, not recognizing the path of like genocide of the American Indians going forward. You've just broken free from the British. And like... The compromise between the northern and the southern states is just going to doom you for the like. It is yeah. going to be the thing that is just going to put such a stain on this country for its entire existence. You can't you can't get away from it. And you know, of course, the thing that they did was they punched the ball for twenty years. They agreed to the three fifths compromise for mostly um, initially. I guess in the articles of the original articles of confederation is because you had to pay like a tax into um, the government, like based on your population. So they just wanted to pay less money. Oh, and ultimately it became uh, when the constitution was written, they reversed it because it became about um, actual representation of representatives. Oh, in this the is States. a slave is three fifths of a person. Yes. when you're being taxed, but it is a but, full person they, when you. And then they changed okay. it around where they wanted the slaves to be only recognized as three fifths of a person for representation of the population. Okay. So, like, it's fucked up either way. Yeah. And yeah. anytime you're trying to, um, you know, dissect a human being into or, um, you know, count a human being as anything other than a full person is awful. But yeah. There are these. There was just like this one moment where America could have uh, really gotten it together from the start, and then they chose kind of a very cowardly, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, 
cowardly path forward, uh, especially with when they wrote into the Constitution is you can't talk about slavery basically for 20 years. They basically was like, okay, let's let's get our foot in the door and let's start our country and then uh, we'll deal with this later. And it's like by that time. Wow. Yeah. What kind of supporting evidence would you put into that backpack to say uh, this is what's going to have photos or wait, big, no. big history book. I've got a big yeah. history book that I would take back and be like, listen, I don't care if I'm going to ruin the rest, show you what's happening for the rest of the world, but look at I mean, the thing is, I was thinking about this, too, is uh, does that destroy what eventually becomes rock and roll? Oh. (laughs) Because of all of the pain of the blues and all of the suffering. Like, does rock rock music never happen because of that? Like, what are the the ramifications? What's the butterfly effect? Yeah. I mean, there are so many things that could happen from... Uh, By the rock era. Do we have Shaft? (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. The, I mean that, you know, obviously, music uh, compared to the the freedom of yeah. a person's. Well, it would other beautiful things would come yes. from, come from it when people are free. Yeah. And I should point out, uh, by the way, I was talking to my wife about this, and she did want to point out for this episode that the three of us, being white men, of course, are going to have a much easier time traveling back. Of in course, time than Ex- she yeah. would, or a black person of color. Yeah. Um. So we. we in terms of, of, of this conversation, we are pretty privileged in terms of where, oh. we Entirely. Can, where and how mm-hmm. we can travel. Especially like traveling back to a place where they uh, where they ultimately speak the same language, where I could throw on some clothes yeah. and look the part of a middle-aged <laughs> uh-huh. guy walking around Philadelphia. Uh, you know, uh, I could blend <laughs> in. I would also bring um, a gun and lots of bullets because... They'd probably call me a witch and try to kill me too. So like, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting out of there if I can. I fear time travel because I will have all this knowledge of the innovations and current events, but none of the facts to back it up. I this amazing thing called television. Tell us how. Tell us how it is made. I don't know. Really, but you wouldn't have to say that. You could just make any shit up. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, wow, really? Fairies? <laughs> Fairies? Okay. Cool. I think they'd be really impressed just by the book binding on the book that I bring back. Wow. Like, this is what's going to happen. cool. The printing of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's full color? Whoa. Witchcraft. Okay, so we're at halftime, and uh, we're going to regale and avail and... Uh, prevailed upon you to go back and listen to past episodes download rate and review the back catalog of the mount rushmore podcast uh because there's gems back there if we could travel back in time and tell us i would say fix your mixing board and get some better microphones and i would have done that sooner and then you could also suggest future topics uh for us to tackle on the instagram the twitter and the facebook we'd appreciate it dudes Okay, Richard, what's your third? All right, my my, my third choice. I also went with another sports one. Uh, This one, in 1906, I would go back to the uh, invention of the forward pass, and I would have a backpack that's got a printout of every play (laughs) that's in the current version of Madden. (laughs) And I would get, get myself hired as a football coach in some scrub college or somewhere. Yeah brownsville college or something like that and i would just start running roughshod on these fools (laughs) can you imagine like a a a modern day coach going back to 1906 where like the forward pass was Mm -hmm. just like this brand new thing yeah and running like trips you know trips left 
X, Y, you know, 22 slot post. And these guys are like, we have the flying V. That's what we have. <laughs> you would just, you would crush these teams. Yeah. It would be silly. All of your yours have been Adam Sandler films so far. <laughs> yeah. It seems like. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. It's what, all click, basically. Is there anything about what the opposition does? Uh, would the opposition need to somehow learn to no right wouldn't they but when yeah, they would adapt they would adapt eventually a lot quicker than well eventually it would take a few years but in those few years man i would be like it would be georgia tech versus cumberland 222 yeah. to nothing like every game yeah do you think they did that back in the day just because nobody had the imagination to do it or or had a passing game gotten improved well, well, well i think that partially it was cuz people probably had just like yeah, crayons. They could think, like, what if these guys lefty did this crazy thing? Well, it was the idea that literally the forward pass was not legalized until 1906. So there was no thinking about it whatsoever. And when it was legalized, most coaches still looked at it and said, well, why would I do that when it could get intercepted or it could get zero yards? Where if I run oh, the ball, I'm okay. at least going to get one or two yards. Yeah. Um, so it was just a very, it was like this very f- not even forward thinking thing to do it was yeah. until i think it was uh pop warner came along who really revolutionized the concept of the forward pass either him or alonzo stag but the point being their little brains can't handle this. <laughs> it's 1906 um what would you be dressed like in 1906 yeah. oh i would i i, I would, would you have like a special same. hat or a cap a mean jeans t-shirt. It would be pretty great if I just showed up like a modern day like head coach, like mm. in a, in a <laughs> track suit. Track suit, basically, and they're like everyone else is like dressed in like a. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'd have like a like a like a bowler hat or okay. something. Special and, hat. Yeah, some sort of hat and some. Yeah, that exactly. I think every coach at the time was known by whatever hat they wore. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Santa Claus hat. Yeah, <laughs> it would be great to go back. In time where all the food that you like to eat isn't bad for you yet, that's true. Like <laughs> chili dog for breakfast. Chili dog can't kill me. <laughs> yeah. They didn't f- c- cigarettes. <laughs> They're good for your asthma. I eat one every day. <laughs> okay, all right. Forward pass. Okay, Michael, what's your third? Uh, traveling back to this time, I know I wouldn't be long for the world, but you got to go sixty-five to seventy-five million years back. Go to the Jurassic. You got to see a dinosaur. Oh, yeah. yeah. You travel back with like a little backpack full of food. The oxygen levels are going to be fucked up. You're going to be breathing heavy. Or yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. Or will it be better because you don't have all the crap in the air? Mm. Well, the, it depends. It depends on when you go. Some Sometimes it was uh, heavily oxygenated, but then also heavily, like, there's a lot of carbon in the air, too. Yeah. Oh. So, like, it, it sucks to... It sucks to <laughs> to live there when you're not a gigantic <laughs> a gigantic lizard. Okay. But I think just the experience of it. If you know, listen, oh. you're on a one-way ticket. Yeah. Uh, you you're going to be the only human to see a dinosaur ever. Maybe, maybe you don't live that long, but you did it. You've you've done it. It is it's very vain, it's very personal, but you're out there. Maybe you survive for a few weeks. This is like something you do when you're 90. And you're like, maybe I'm, I'm pretty good if I don't make it more than a couple of weeks there. I live my time, but what a way to go out. Huh? Well, it's tough because when you're 90, it's a lot harder to run away from, from these creatures. Not that I could really sprint 
yeah, but these you're, things you're now. dead no matter what. At some point, you yeah. you are going to die in the because one, listen, I'm not an outdoors person. I'm bringing like boxes of matches. Yeah. I might even bring one like a Duraflame log if I can fit it in the backpack. Just one. Some cans, a couple of cans of corn. Some canned food, some like what mm-hmm. you know, like protein bars and things. Like uh, bringing like the water bottles, but with like the filter, so you can pour any water into it, and it kind of like uh, disinfects the water, oh, yeah. or like those you know those kind of chlorine tablets. Like I'm You're loading. You're gonna want a citronella candle. Yeah, because those mosquitoes <laughs> are at least well, two feet long. <laughs> you're gonna use the candle to hit. <laughs> hit the mosquitoes but yeah you're you you want to have like some survivalist type stuff and you you know you're not there for long but at least you get to experience the horrible smells and uh ferocious sights yeah i thought of like um maybe like ten thousand years ago or you know twenty thousand years ago and seeing like mastodons and we'd mm-hmm. been to the tar pits recently mm-hmm. saber-toothed cat or even like the glyptodon that thing mm. that oh, kind of sure, big armadillo yeah. like giant ground sloths but then it's like yeah you know dinosaurs yeah there's something that is just maybe yeah. it comes from having a four-year-old it just it never leaves you the the, yeah. the magic of dinosaurs and the idea of them is just you could uh, blow minds if you strategized by traveling back in time to where a archaeological dig has unearthed dinosaurs oh there you go and then you figure out where uh sue was yeah. was dug up and, and you, you fi- start digging away and then put a, an iPod with headphones on the dead <laughs> dinosaur <laughs> and so they dig up and go what a prehistoric iPod they were listening it was listening to T-Rex <laughs> at the time what <laughs> what dinosaur <laughs> junior dinosaur junior oh my god <laughs> oh well done with the dinosaur puns okay all right, uh, Richard, your final. All right, so my last choice is I would go back to the early 50s in New York, and I would become a television executive. Oh, cool. Because nobody knew what they were doing with television in the 1950s. I fear that this is just, it just ends up with Richard trying to get I Love Lucy canceled. Well. <laughs> the Puerto Rican is dragging the ratings down. Exactly. <laughs> Well, maybe. But I think the bigger point is, with my knowledge of television shows that were successful, that that we all have, of shows throughout throughout TV history, you could just start pitching shows and be like, so uh, this guy, and he's an old-timey lawyer, he's a lawyer in the South, and know that Andy Griffith guy? Picture him, but like 40 years older. That type of guy. That type of guy. (laughs) Yeah. Or... You know, four retirees living in Florida. Boom. Yeah. There's a show. There you go. It'll work. Trust me. Mm. <laughs> you could do game shows, too. Could, yeah, could do. any game show. You know, we we should try putting sports on television. Ah. I bet that'll go over. <laughs> Trust me, it'll go over. <laughs> All and right. Because the thing is, back at the... I, I was listening to an interview with Jim McKay, the wide role of sports host. And apparently he got his start on television... Literally because they wanted to broadcast the first horse race from Pimlico in in Baltimore, Maryland. And they chose him, even though he was a reporter at the Baltimore Sun. It was the same company that owned the the Sun's uh, publisher also owned the TV station. And they chose him because he had no TV experience, but he had been president of his acting society in college. 
and that was good enough to get you on television <laughs> back in the 1950s. And within like a year or two, he had his own like daily like variety show. Wow. So anybody, if you just if you just said because nobody thought television was going to last. Yeah. Nobody thought it was going to work. So if it was like, what you actually want to work in television, mm-hmm. go knock yourself out. Yeah. And you would pretty much have freedom to do whatever you wanted. Uh huh. You know, I could be like the early Ernie Co- Ernie Kovac before Ernie Kovac. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. So yeah. let's say that you okay, this is the fifties. So you're in your middle forties now. So fast forward mm, twenty five years, you're very wealthy now. Yeah. Um, you're in your sixties. Can you prevent the variety shows happening from the seventies? Can you oh. like you've risen Ooh. up the ranks? Can you just say like, we're not doing any of this? No uh, sunny and no sunny share. And share the uh, uh, the Brady Bunch, uh, Donnie Marie, all no, of that stuff. Yeah. This, no like, are you that powerful? Like, I think I would be that. For yeah, I think years. I would be that powerful that I can. I have. I would have the power to green light or mm. red light any show. Great on any network. Love it. Doesn't matter. Love I would it. be all up the all knowing TV man. Wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Mr. Manfredi. One more question. Yes. Yes, um, Jeff. Too. <laughs> this Sam Malone fella. He doesn't play baseball anymore. Uh, but he owns a drinking establishment. Is that right? Yes. Oh, that sounds interesting. What's wrong with drinking and playing baseball <laughs> at the same time? It's what everybody does. He doesn't, he doesn't drink anymore. What kind of Nancy is he? <laughs> yes, changes might have to be. Uh, yeah. All right, the uh, Mr. Uh, Winfield, your final choice, sir. Uh, I would travel back 42 minutes into the past so Richard and I could have the same four choices so we could end this podcast oh, yeah. once and for all. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, would, um, I would tell you what I would do, and it would be the most, the purely the most selfish of all of my choices. As I would travel back in time to 2001, and I would go and enjoy cheap concerts hmm. that I had already been to or had wanted to see around that time 2001 imagine getting to to know that like this is the music or like 2001 2002 i went to so many concerts and loved seeing them i loved seeing the concerts around then right. i would love to go back and see them and have uh ticket prices were so much cheaper yeah god going to show for like 15 bucks or 10 bucks oh would be incredible there is that bonus of you go Wait, back can you sp- kill the lead singer? What is it, where is this going? No, no, no. Well, I mean, you do have he the bonus. to see the band Hitler. <laughs> and, uh, you do have the bonus of, like, if you go back early enough in 2001, maybe you can prevent a 9-11, right? That's a bonus. Yeah. But if I'm getting to see Interpol, like, right when Turn on the Bright Lights <laughs> is coming out, man, I'm so excited to see that again. <laughs> I can see them now. I've seen them now recently, Interpol. Or think of all those bands that you didn't see because you didn't know them yet, and then, like, a year or two later, they broke out. I, that you would, could see them before be, they broke it, out. It yeah. would be such an incredible tour of your own musical past that, like, I know that I love anyway. I know I love this music. Mm-hmm. And to see it for the first time, it's like, it's like the thing that... Um, people talk about with like new star wars movies people don't want to see new star wars movies they want to see star wars again for the first time like you want that feeling of oh my god the first time i saw this thing that's what i want to experience again and you try to get it with like new star wars films the closest you're going to get as a parent is to show these movies to your kids and see their reactions and 
feel it again. But like to go back in time and like experience the music that like I just love so totally and in like yeah God for cheap. I can't, yeah. I can't get over like seeing a concert for like twelve bucks. <laughs> it seems so crazy to you me. Know, there's That's a problem awesome. that you might run into your past self. I have that written down. Okay. I don't know if I would ne- like. I don't know if I necessarily go see concerts in like Seattle during this time or Santa Barbara or whatever I was living. Maybe I'd still be in LA. But there is that ultimate temptation of like, God, I don't know if I could avoid ah, sending an email to oh going up and. Seen. What if you talk to yourself and be like, fucking stay the course. Everything's going to be great. You're going to have a great life. And then you turn around at some weirdo at like a death cab for cutie. And you're like, okay, uh, listen to my favorite <laughs> song. I don't know. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a weird. There is that temptation. I think that the, you know, mingling with your own past. And I probably couldn't avoid. I probably would do it just because I'm yeah. an asshole. Big fedora hat. Oh, okay. Big fedora uh, hat. Can I borrow? Can I borrow yours you from the nineteen fifties? Borrow mine from, from nineteen oh six. Wow, wow! What a fun topic. That was a unexpectedly kind of hilarious. So I love how personal you guys made it. To uh, um, Michael, I think the uh, the longing that I feel from your um, your choices there, especially like the dinosaur. Th- thing and the concert thing is kind of going back and kind of reliving childhood or youthful um memories a little bit uh pretty cool and the aspiration of uh trying to uh advance um the uh the humane (laughs) growth and actualization of this country a little bit uh more quickly than it has because we're perfect now Mm -hmm. oh my god I, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, self-analyze here that yeah. I, all, all yeah. of mine were basically just gaming the system. Yeah, to my for my own for my own wealth and, and <laughs> yeah. fame. unfair knowledge. Richard is yeah. constantly looking for another job. Yes, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> You're just trying to find some other form of employment. Ah, I could be a. Well, what are your skills? Well, I would be really good at football, drawing a football plays. What you know, 110 uh, years, 110 ago, years yeah. ago, I'd be great at that. When my brother and I had it. My brother and I were homesick one day, I think, in all of like grade school, and I remember we was watching Let's Make a Deal, and uh, Monty Hall was out in the um, audience talking to housewives, and and he said, uh, "I'll give you a hundred dollars for every paperclip you have in your purse." And my brother, this was before like you could freeze TV or whatever, but just turned and said. Man, if I had a time machine, <laughs> I would go back and show up with a purse full of 100,000 paper clips. And I remember turning him, he's like, that's what you would do? <laughs> wow. <laughs> go on, let's make a deal. Uh, it's a simple thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, at the same time, I would just love to see Monty Hall's face like turn to the camera like, we got to go to a commercial. <laughs> we can't give this kid all of CBS. It's not going to work out. Uh, okay, so uh, cool choices. Let's go with some of uh, Richard's um, Adam Sandler films, <laughs> the uh, baseball player and the forward pass. So I love that you just tackled uh, half of Major League franchises right there with uh, football and baseball. Uh, those are fun. And because they're so, I think, emotional, well, everybody's going to pick. Hitler's got a, a blind of people waiting to kill him in time travel. He's got Jean-Claude Van Damme. There's got to be... Junkyard Dog. Junkyard Dog. <laughs> There's got to be yeah, now... The, the Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Chris Pratt yeah. in this later m- latest movie. Um, 
So let's go with uh, oh, what a turd that was. Anyway, was it, yeah, let's go with um, Founding Fathers and cheap concerts uh, on those. So this has been the Mount Rushmore of traveling back in time. Uh, we, as always, are Jeff, Jeff, and Richard. I'm Michael. Bye. <laughs>